Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. What is the Broncos' plan this season for a position they may have mishandled a year ago? And I say may have mishandled just to leave room for another uh, opinion. Um, I believe they severely mishandled it this past year. Now, there's a couple, couple yeah. positions. Right. Point, well, so. I mean, it starts at the running back position. Yes. I mean, they've yes. mismanaged a run and mishandled that for years now. It's Literally. Like, it's like the thing to do here. Right? We're, we're going to screw up the running back position, no matter who the coaches are, no matter who the running backs are, we're going to mishandle it. And it was mishandled again this year. So that that's where I start uh, at the running back position. Um, that's where you really you should start, honestly. That's like the most, like, you know, lowest hanging fruit for when I say that um, because it was bad. It was bad. I mean, it was it was a, it had disaster written on the box, and they said, ah, let's open it anyway. The big red button, do not push. I eh, kind of want to push it. Yeah. Let's screw things up here. Yep. Uh, defensively, I can't think of a position. You can throw tight end in there if you think that they mishandled Albert O and didn't play him enough. Uh, offensive line, I'm trying to, like, no. I mean, did they mishandle K.J. Hamler and his injuries? It's a possibility. Um, they've always, you know, the running backs and special teams have been mishandled here since we started doing, pretty much since we started doing radio. So you can throw special teams in there also. Yep. What, where are you going with here? It's one of the drums that I beat <laughs> or bang on through the years. That's I know some people roll their eyes at it. I, I understand it. I know some people roll their eyes at it because it's a backup position. Oh, the quarterback. The backup quarterback. Okay. Uh-huh. Man, it is like death taxes and the backup quarterback for the Broncos is going to play. That's how it's been here for years and years now. Really since Peyton. Really mm-hmm. since Peyton. After Peyton walks out that door, and even in Peyton's last year, Brock Osweiler played seven games in 2015. 2016, backup played. 2017, two backups played. 2019, two backups played. 2020, three backups played. 2021, the backup played. 2022, the backup played. Every year, other than... Case Keenum's 2018 since Peyton retired, or even really since 2014, the Broncos' backup quarterback has had to play. It's important, certainly. Um, it's it's tough, though. You know, I'll play a little bit devil's advocate here. Would you like a veteran backup quarterback that just solidifies that position for you? You feel great about? Just feel great about? Yeah. But you know, pretty much thirty-one other teams would like that also. It's like saying, "Hey, let's let's go let's go draft some good linemen this year." Well, everybody wants <laughs> right. to draft good linemen. I mean, right. everyone right. needs them, and teams know the backup quarterback position is important. The problem is on important list to do list. It's where he guard, you know, and and pay him five six million bucks a year. Or should we go get this backup quarterback and have to pay him, you know, six, seven, eight million bucks a year right. uh, type of contract? I mean, so it drops down on priority list because of, 
you're hoping that you don't need it. Right. You're not forecasting that you're going to need that position. And um, so I think that's that's part of the issue. It's not the easiest thing to do, right? It's easy for us to say. It's, you're and spot on. You. You're spot on. No, I agree. Because even if it was like, what would you rather have, a quality backup quarterback or a quality backup swing tackle? It's right. like, give me the swing tackle. Like, or starting the, guard. Yeah, I mean, or, you can find or, or, a good yeah, guard sure. for, you know, for that type of money. Slot, how about a slot receiver? That'd be nice. Give, I, I would say give me the slot receiver, and I'll just keep my fingers crossed that we don't need that backup quarterback. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I, I'm really not. But what I do want to sh- sort of shed some light on is, first of all, y- you need to address it. You can't just continue to to roll Brett Rippon uh, out into this scenario. He's been here since 2018, I think, was his first year here. He's been here for a while, definitely 2019. Um, I think it was 2019 might have been his first year. I think this is it's going into his fourth year with the Broncos. Uh, so, gosh, I mean, we've seen the guy almost literally get killed on the field. He started that game in 2020 against the Jets. Greg Ego Williams game. The Greg Ego Williams game where he did put a hit a hit out on Brett Rippon. And yeah, it seems like, like y'all think Bounty Gate was something? <laughs> yeah. Watch this. And it you almost see seems that quarterback? Like, it seems like Vic was in on it. Yeah. He's like, hey, I want to see a quarterback. Pat Shermer. They're like, all right, yeah, let's run that. Hey, repeat. Run it again. You know, like you screw up a play. You're just like, yes. hey, you just like roll your yeah. hand. Like, run it again. You got this. Go ahead. Do it again. It's like, oh, my gosh. We're going to we're gonna literally get Brett Rippon killed on the field. Like, what are we doing? Oh, my gosh. And then Vic was so upset. So upset. So upset. Like, what do you want him to do? Stop playing? Not hit your quarterback? Like, just give up? I mean, and like Brock, a lot, a lot of fans were feeling that too. They're like, "What? What were they doing? Blaming the Jets? Like, what do you mean? Like, hey, that was ridiculous. You, you, you know the line. There's no part-time killers. Like, either yep. you go or you don't go. Like, what's your mind say? Are you going 60 minutes or not? Like, you can't just say, "Hey guys, nope, let's give up and let the Broncos win." No, you're going to hit them. Yep. Like, if if you don't do and operate your system right, we're going to make you pay for it. And that's what happened. Vic's all upset again. Like Vic. You're supposed to be like, that's supposed to be your style of ball. Right. And you're getting all upset. I mean, the quarterback was dropping back. Right. You don't want him to go hit him? Yeah, exactly. And then they ran it again, which was just yeah. doubling down on just a stupid decision. Well, I actually, mean, that's when they were trying to throw incompletions. Right. Oh, my gosh. Goodness gracious. I mean, that in training camp, but that's that that was the play that he was yeah. kind of referencing yeah. when yeah. they were practicing in training camp. Obviously, didn't practice it enough. Gosh, we've seen Brett some... Rippon actually... Almost got decapitated. God almighty, we've seen some stuff. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, we're, we're, no. We're going. I'm no. Just, but this this is memory lane for us, yeah, bro. It is. This is the gift that just keeps giving. It is. I mean, can you believe that Vic was so burnt, butthurt over over that? It's like, what? Just like the Ravens game. Yeah. That was like the two most the times we got it, saw him the most upset. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, right. the Brett Rippon experience uh, has to be over. Brett Rippon joined the fold in 2020. He is going into year number four. He's played in eight games. Um, he actually has a 2 and one record. Obviously, there's context. Multiple starts against the, against the New York Jets. He's thrown twice as many, twice as many interceptions as he has touchdowns. Okay, so it hasn't, it hasn't been good. Um, Do you think it's over? Yes. Do you think it's yes. over? Yes. Do you think they're moving on? Yes. You don't, you don't think Sean Payton looks at it and says, all right, hey, there's some stuff to like here. Let's just keep him in camp and 
evaluate. I mean, do you think they have him in the offseason in the camp, or do they turn the page right away? I, I, I think That's they're going to have him here. They, they, they could have him in camp. He's been around a little bit. He's not going to make a lot of money. This will be the you know last year of his contract if he had the four-year contract. You're not going to pay him a lot of money. And, you know, take a, take a look at him in Sean Payton's offense. It's very possible, you know, that he's here in camp. I do not ultimately believe that he will be on the Broncos uh, team as a backup quarterback. And if you look at the history and the career of Sean Payton, he has gone with the more tenured veteran. You go back to when, you know, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, do you know who was the backup? Because I was about to throw out a coffee. Uh, are you going to throw out a coffee? I haven't looked at I mean, I, I haven't opened Okay. I have one wild guess. Oh, my goodness. You're going to get it now. No, I have have two guesses now. Two guesses now. Um, You get to pick one. I'll buy uh, buy you a coffee. I'll bring you a coffee tomorrow. I just brought you a coffee today. You act like it's the worst thing to do. Um, McCown. Good guess. Uh, Is it Chase Daniels? That was my other guess. Although both of those guys have been backups for the Saints. But the year they won the Super Bowl, it was Mark Brunel. Wow. See, I didn't know that. So they were in a win-now window, clearly. And Mark Brunel was the guy. Mark Brunel... Had had some battles. That was a grizzled veteran by the time that you know the Saints you know won that Super right. Bowl. So that was their approach at the backup quarterback position in a win now window. Uh, Sean Payton carried Trevor Simeon in 2021, who was you know profiles as a you know really solid backup. Okay, Trev. Uh, okay, Trev. Okay, Trev. Um, uh, he, that, he was backing up uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was Drew Brees' backup. Uh, Chase Daniels was the backup for Drew Brees for a half a decade, five wow. years as the backup uh, for Drew Brees, most recently uh, in 2017. You said Luke McCown. Luke McCown spent four years in his 30s as Drew Brees' backup under Sean Payton. And then you have this other quarterback dynamic in Taysom Hill, in addition to the grizzled veteran, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in here uh, on today's show. So the approach historically for Sean Payton is to go with someone who has been around. Now, maybe Brett Ripon's entering that territory because right. he's going he's into year close. four and he's on that cheap deal, so maybe that is the the approach, but I think it would be the wrong approach for two reasons. One, Brett Ripon can't really play, the, and that's significant. The other one is, the other one is um, they need someone else at that backup position who is actually not the coffee getter. Now, we talked about this years ago. This is just in my opinion. We talked about this years ago. You're like, yo, when you have an established franchise quarterback, the backup quarterback needs to know his role. He need, He's the coffee getter. You are just there to support the starter. Do you remember what the third string guy is? You remember what his job is? Donuts? No, he's a tea time guy. Okay. He's yes. got to get the tea time. Yes. Okay. Yes. I love it. You got the coffee getter, right? Yes. And then the, and then the third string is the tea time guy. In this situation... Because last year went so awful, I think that the approach for the quarterback position has to be twofold. One, more of a utilitarian, can this guy play if called upon and not throw twice as many interceptions as touchdowns? And then two, is his presence just felt a little bit that Russell Wilson, not a threat, but there is another human being that we've seen play competent football in the NFL because of how bad it went last year because if it goes that bad again this year, I don't think you're just rolling them out there 17 consecutive games. I mean, who's that guy? I mean, that's a lot of criteria to try to find. I got some names. Um, oh, whoa. I, that, that's I, Okay, I want to hear some names. 
no drafted quarterback this year? I mean, the problem. I'm open to it. I know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very open to it. The problem is, you know, we don't start the party until the third round. Right. Two third round picks, and that, I mean, but I'm open to it anywhere in the draft. Drafting a quarterback, I think you always have to be open and receptive to it. Every single draft, I don't care who your quarterback is. Yeah. Um, not saying you're going to pick them in a premium pick, but you know you, you still have to. They're that valuable of an asset. Right. In our situation, we might be looking for a quarterback next year. So I, I think in this situation, even though we don't have a ton of draft capital, I'm not uh, opposed to drafting a quarterback anywhere in this draft if I'm the Denver Broncos. And if you do that, you can still bring a veteran guy in. Obviously, yep. one of these guys that yep. you you have yep. a name. Give me some names. Uh, sure, and, and I'm and I'm cherry picking these uh, from our article from DenverSports.com. Uh, Andrew Mason wrote about it. I encourage you to check it out. Let's start with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, two gloves. Oh, turned down for what? <laughs> no, no, I'm out. No, no, no out completely, completely really? out. Yes. Why? The Broncos. Why? The Broncos at one point were six and six with Teddy down the back stretch of the season. Teddy's been injured more than I was injured when I played, okay? And I was injured a lot. You can't have your backup quarterback not be available because he's always hurt. And that's who Teddy Bridgewater is, unfortunately. And he was the same way this year. That's why they went with this other guy I never heard of. And that's why that guy was playing in a playoff game. Teddy can't stay healthy. Your backup quarterback can't be injury injury prone. Injury prone. There it is. Dang it. Crap! I just I felt the pressure and I just threw out a word just real quick. I didn't know if it's injured or injury prone. Your backup quarterback can't be injury prone. Did you Teddy, just can't. Did Teddy get hurt trying yes. to make a play on a pick that he didn't yes. make for the Broncos, but yes. he actually tried to make it to overcompensate just, year over year and got hurt? You can't make this up, Zach. <laughs> oh no! I think that's what. Yeah, he tried and he oh, hurt no. his finger or something. Yeah, yes, it was making something a like tackle that. on an interception God. or a fumble. And because he didn't want to be made fun of again for turning it down, and this time he gets hurt. God Almighty, he got hurt. God Almighty, you, you know he's like, hey, hey, yeah, come well, on, where's like, my credit? Right. Oh my gosh. Um, but no, I'm out on Teddy Bridgewater because of that. Uh, he was with Sean Payton. He played well. We talked about. It. He's like five and two. I remember talking about a lot about it, dude. He when he filled in for Drew Brees in 2019, he posted a passer rating of 99. And what's more than that, the Saints were 5-0 and in the starts. Oh, 5-0. and I said 5-2. and That was Drew Locke. That was 4-1 uh, and one was Drew. Jeez, I don't know who was 5. Someone was 5-2. So, at I'll some point in time, guy. I can promise right, you. I'll we'll find that guy. It's <laughs> Osweiler who was 5-2 and two in his yes, seven starts. Yes, yes. Seven, so I knew it. <laughs> no, Bam. I knew credit. someone was 5-2 and two at some point for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Unbelievable. No, but it actually makes sense. Teddy was with Sean Payton in New Orleans. Obviously played really well. But the guy can't stay healthy. The guy literally almost lost his leg mm-hmm. in practice in training camp by just planning, by it dropping back and play like so. And he's come back from that, but he just can't stay healthy. And I can't have a quarterback, backup quarterback that can't stay healthy. So I'm out on Teddy Bridgewater. I am not out okay. on Teddy. Uh, I I am I am in. I am in on Teddy as the backup hey. here. Um, Teddy covers, Teddy two gloves. Oh, my gosh. Teddy turned down. We're taking all the points when the Broncos go on the road. Yes. No one covers on the road against the spread like Teddy covers. But in addition to that, in addition to his ATS record, (laughs) no Broncos quarterback (laughs) since Super Bowl 50 has a better passing rating in a Broncos uniform 
than Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. So, like, it's been bad around here. He's actually been the best of the litter. And, again, the injury history is very, very relevant, and I totally understand why you'd go there. But I'm, I'd be open to it. Concussion, I think, too, along the way. I, just, I think he did, too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we saw him here. That ended his career here, I think. Was it a concussion? Yeah, remember that one game against Cincy? He got injured. I don't think oh he ever gosh. played again. No, you're Did right. he play again I after that or I not? Don't I don't think so. But it's always something, man. And you know, he's not he's a frail guy. I mean, he's not like a built guy. He's not. Doesn't have arms like these. I know that. Oh my. Yeah. What you been doing over there? Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the lab. Yeah? Yeah, I've been in the lab. Curls? Curls for the girls. Um um Peloton, I'm back on it. I'm back on it. My okay. friends at Revitalized Health got me set up, and um, it's, it's like time to start taking it seriously again. I love it. The weather's getting I, nicer. I, I, need to, I, need to, I don't know how I'm going to lose um, this, this 10, though. You'll figure it out. If Russ can do it. Mm. Yeah, but Russ's, Russ's lifestyle is a little bit different than mine. You have a team around you at Revitalized. I, I, yeah. He's got but, the threes. You got Revitalized right. Health. Right, but I, I like to – I like to – I like – my cold ones, and that doesn't, you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't sit well with trying to lose. To, like, if I stop that, I could lose 10 quick. You speak for, like, the country. You speak for, like, a half of the United well, States. You're, not, of you're the- not 10 over. Like, I was doing good for a while. It's been the last year. You're not 10 over, are you? I'm 20? 10 over, yeah. I'm 15, over. 20? Yeah. Kistner, for what it's worth, Kistner said he'll help you. He'll help me. Who changes diets like Dennis Rodman's hair. Yeah, what's I- up with your diet, Kistner? Are you still <laughs> on it? Are you no, still? I'm, I'm off. You're off the diet. Yeah, I, well, at, I figured okay, because so anything that, goes now. Look at the food we've been eating. That mocha True. that he ordered was 580 <laughs> calories yesterday. We started, you know talking, that, right? we started talking about diets, and just Richie just pops up. There he is. He's like, what? You need my diet? Because it's, it's, it's. As he's stuffing his mouth with food. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to be on a diet here. Oh, All right, go gosh. ahead. Sorry. I got another name for you. Okay. Chase Daniel. Yeah, heck yeah. Career backup. Where was he last? We saw him play. Chargers. We saw him play that's the right. final week of the year. Chargers. That's why. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, but w- will he give the push to Russ that you want? No. I'm taking this from Andrew Mason's article. No, just I know. That's what, yeah, but that's no, what I'm asking you. No. Are you out on Chase Daniels I'm, I'm then? Out, I'm out on Chase Daniels. You know how many You know how many starts Chase Daniels has in, in his career? In his 20-year career, probably eight. Five. Wow. Thirty Going into his age, 37 seasons, started five games. That's perfect for a backup quarterback. If it you've is. got good relationships, you don't show yourself to be a bad quarterback. If you've done decent in those starts, you can play forever, man. Don't expose yourself. Don't want to play. No, I'm out. Right? In those situations, yeah. it's best not to play. Preserve your value. If they don't know you suck, for sure, you might stick well, around. That's what happened to Chris Sims. He actually had to play with the Broncos. Because Arton was babying an ankle or something. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. Just throwing former teammates under the bus yeah, left and right. And Sims played awful, and that was pretty much a wrap. I mean, uh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. Boom! <laughs> it's like just go ahead and reset it really quick. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Broncos were playing the Giants. I think it was the Giants, yeah. Um, and Sims was, I don't know why they asked him to be on the video board, you know, to wish people happy Thanksgiving. And crowd wasn't a Chris Sam's Chris Sims fan. <laughs> they booed him. They booed him. Just, oh, just, like you're talking about booing Sam. Yeah, it's like a Philly. taste of Philly. It's yes. a taste of Philly yeah. here in Denver. Respect <laughs> that Broncos country. Though. That's nothing. That's respect. Oh, my god. From me. Because um, that's a story that we, like, when I see him, yeah. it's it's a story that is brought up. That is hysterical. From my family to yours, happy boo! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So no matter what he says, I, you just throw that yeah, thing in there. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. 
Trump card. Yep. Um, what about this name? Baker Mayfield. Now, I know you like that name because mm-hmm. that kind of fits your criteria. Mm-hmm. <sighs> would Baker want to be here would be my question. Or would Baker prefer to stay in L.A. and be their backup to Matt Stafford where he knows that situation, right, knows that offense, did decent uh, going there out of nowhere. He came off the streets and won a football game. Against Broncos. Huh? Against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah, but that was that, his first game, I think. No, no. No, it wasn't? No, no. I thought he was there for like six yeah, days. Yeah, okay, it was the second game? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. he beat the Raiders. He, it was the Raiders. He didn't even know the playbook. It was the Raiders, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, but he probably would prefer to stay in L.A. in that situation to be that backup because if Stafford, he's injury prone. Uh, and You're right. His first game was against the Raiders. I remember. I remember yep. they, he let him down the field last last minute drive. Two hundred and thirty yards, one touchdown, no picks. Yeah, like three days after being traded, that, that was pretty impressive. And it was Thursday night football. Yeah. Wow. So I uh, yeah, I would say yes to him if you'd want to. Yeah, I okay. think that'd be a good guy. Uh, and look, a little bit of oil and water there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Is that vinegar and? Water. Oil, oil and water works good. Yeah, it goes with vinegar. Uh, uh, I've heard oil and milk. Uh, also, uh, wait, no, no, oil and what? Milk? Yeah, no, o- no, that's not a saying. O- o- that's o- not oil a, and oil vinegar. Oil and milk. That doesn't make sense. What and vinegar? Something in salt and vinegar? Oil and vinegar. Oil and vinegar. It, yeah, they, they naturally separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Okay, oil and milk. That, look at you. I'll have, to, yeah, yeah. I'll have to circle back on that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's put pause on that one. Don't come at him. I'll tell you what. You want someone to make Russell, like, I'll speak for myself. I want someone to make Russell Wilson just a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, that's him. In that's good, what I'm in saying. In a good way. Yes. And Baker represents That's that. what I'm saying. Like, you could have that kind of, like, you know, um, yeah, that guy that's just not going to be, you know, step in step with Russ all the time. Like, he's led a team to the playoffs. Like, we've watched Baker Mayfield be a part of a 10-6 and six football team leading them to the playoffs. Former number one overall pick. Thinks he can still play? Does he think Baker? he's still? Oh, yeah. You think he's, like, he's a pretty confident guy. He's got a little swagger to a him. thousand so. percent. I like that. Yep. Agree. How about Sam Darnold? Yes. Yes. I'll bring Sam Darnold in here. Uh, you know, he's not that... Oil and, and milk, like um, Russ and Baker would be, but uh, they, uh, but yes, I like that name, Sam Donald. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? Let's He's let's mobile, see him. very mobile. Let's see him with uh, Sean Payton and Sean Payton's offense. Yes, I like that one. Through seven touchdowns in six games, that might. Well, you laugh, bro. That's a that's a that's a better touchdown listen, per game mark than the starter. Listen, I, here I, I, in Denver, I I know, I know, but but still, just because the bar is low, is here. Let's let's not, you know, you, you're you're giving him orange slices again. I mean, you're doing the James Merrillat. No, no, no. Only, I mean, but at the same time, that's, that's nothing to write home about or brag about, Zach. But he he threw seven touchdowns and three picks this past year. I mean, in six games, right? But and if you have a good defense, I mean, he was four and two as a starter I'm, I'm this year in Carolina. Him. So yeah, he had a winning I, record, a two to one interception we ratio. We saw him play the Broncos. He didn't look very good. Well, he's but, not very good. That's why he's going to be a backup, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm okay with it. Yes, I, I'd put him on the list. I might put him at the top of the list. Okay. What about Jacoby Brissett? Huh? 
Oh. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about who could be the backup quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, and you, you can't roll your eyes because the backup has played every single year other than 2018 since 2015. So you call me yes. Put him on the list. He's an yes. adult. He's had Baker, success. Sam, Jacoby for me. And you, you, you have Teddy. You like Teddy. You want Teddy. Uh, I, you I want I, Teddy back. I, 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 Teddy's on the list. Teddy's on the you list. Want, you, you're pounding the table for Teddy. Teddy's on the list. I, I, I haven't pounded the table yet. Uh, His name's coming soon. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, talk to me. Gardner Minshew. Oh, talk dirty to me, Gardner. <laughs> I'm down for that. He's yeah. a firecracker. Yes. Yes. Hey, 1,025%. You hit it out the park with that one. Yes. Absolutely. Like Russ is rolling in with right. his own jersey on and Gardner's a couple steps behind right. him and his Daisy George. Dukes. Got yes. his jorts on. Yes. The Fu Manchu. Uh-huh. Some new haircut. He's been living Probably in a van. Chew in his mouth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Smells a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't have a shower in the van. Right. Absolutely. I think that would be a great one. You're probably going to have to pay for him. Um, and, uh, what do you think? Like five, six million bucks? Yeah. That's fine. We can figure it out. I mean, the, the Saints are $60 million over the cap. I think they got it down because they had to rework uh, their, their center-slash-guards contract. Um, they're like $50 million now. They're $50 million. $50 million over the cap. So when, when teams tell you and talk to you about the cap, yeah. like, oh, you know, this and that, that is hogwash, okay? Like, oh, we're paying Joe Burrow. This is what Mike Brown will say over there. We're paying Joe Burrow all this money, so now we, we, you know, we can't pay anybody else. That's what they want fans to think, and that's what they try to tell players, and that's what they try to tell agents no better. You can always do it. You just throw it down the road. Cap keeps going up. You just keep pushing it down the road. So, I got uh, one more name for you. So, yes. So you and I both like Gardner Minshew. Love, love, love. He's at the top of my list. You got Teddy at the top of your list? Uh, no, I have, I have Gardner okay. Minshew at the top. I got, I got two more names to throw out you. Okay. What about Taylor Heineke? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah. He'll be sitting next to Russell on the plane, drinking a, 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 a bush mm-hmm. yep. a, a natural light or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, he's competitive, dude. Yeah. He, he's, he's a little firecracker unto his and own. he can win some football games. Yeah, we've seen it. Yep. We've seen it with a good defense and just be competent. I like that one. That's another good one. Wow. And I got one more name for you. Uh-oh. I'm not, uh oh! Uh, 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 uh. You know, Broadway. I hate Drew Lock. Drew. I thought you were going Joe Flacco. <laughs> no, no, not my high Joe. What about Drew Lock? Seriously. No. What are you? Are you serious? I thought you, Joe, Win more games. Uh, Cub Scout. Richie. Where's Richie? Goodness gracious! He's controlling the iPad from the other room. I mean, unbelievable. Not Drew Lock. <laughs> oh my Stop God! Stop it, Richie. John Elway's shadow is better than you. Unbelievable. I hate Drew Locke. Could you imagine uh, if they brought back Drew Locke and Rex uh, Ryan to D.C.? Uh, I hate Drew Locke. Oh. <laughs> I hate Drew Locke. I'd <laughs> be a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, really quick. What do you think? No. Okay. Here, here, here's who I'm in on. Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, uh, Sam Darnold, Gardner Minshew. Those, those would be my four. four top. I'm on, I'm on uh, everyone there except for um, I'm, I'm out on, on – on um, Teddy, okay. he can't stay healthy. Okay, and I'll, I'll, I'll Jacoby's in for me. Okay, okay. All right. Just how big is the latest setback for one of Denver's brightest young stars? 
We'll have that conversation coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's joking how? Everybody's joking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Just how big is the latest setback? For one of Denver's brightest young stars. Goodness. Talking about Kale McCarr. On Saturday, uh, Kale McCarr suffered his second concussion in 11 days. (sighs) Now, the Avs won their matchup against the Blues. McCarr was able to come back into the game. This is twice now that he got a concussion and was allowed to return to the game. Now, they thought it was a, a nose injury initially this past weekend. Turns out... Of course they did. It turns out, like, you know, Tua didn't have a back spasms and a back injury, right? I mean, that's what it turned out to be. Like, so that that when you say that, they thought it was a nose injury, and like, yeah. they let him back in. That, that kind of reminds us of Tua and the Dolphins. Uh, no, back. Like, really? Back? That was crazy that they actually said that. That they said that in the microphone. Back spasms. Insane. Stumbling around. Insane. Just, yes. But go ahead. Sorry. No. So you, you have two concussions within an 11-day period. In each case, he was allowed back onto the ice. Between the hits to the head, and then you also have the all-star break, Makar has actually only been on the ice for 45 minutes in the month of February. First of all, you did uh, deal with some concussions as an NFL player. Ever, even remotely in this short of of a, of a time span? No, I don't think so. Um, I just think for him now, you got to shut him down for a couple weeks at least, and you can't can't have another one here, and, and then it's probably you know you might be done for the year. So you need to shut him down for a few weeks here and make sure he's. Fully healthy to go, and then keep your fingers crossed you don't get another one. Yeah, um, like like the two. It's just like the Tua situation yeah. where you had those two back to back. Tua was like within the eight days, seven eight days of each other. Then had that, that last crazy. one, and then he was done for the year. So if you get another one, you're probably done for the year. I think uh, so. You got to shut him down here for the next few weeks. It's it's not a it's unfortunate, um, but it, it's contact sport like football. These things happen. And now um, you just need to be very cautious with it, and then hopefully he can return here uh, with the with the you know couple weeks left to go in the season, maybe, and, and for the playoff run. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I mean, if he gets one more of these, because by the way, even to come back this time around, it's a whole new protocol. It's not just after one concussion. There's a new set of framework after you receive the second concussion. So. I don't, football doesn't has, have that. Does, I don't think do so. I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. It's all the same. And that's good. Good on hockey. That's the way it should be. Like, boom, you got one. Okay, you got to go through these, you know, all these protocols. Two, like, it's more stringent and, and stringent. Yeah, yeah. And, and the protocols are a lot more tough and or, or whatever. You, you, you have to t- take a week off at least. Or do you have those? I don't. Or, I, okay. No, no, I don't have, I don't have the but differences. I like but I, knew, okay. I do know there's a different set of rules when you want to come back from that second concussion. Why? Why isn't? That 
in the NFL. I don't know. but Because they're so worried about player safety. Yeah. Right? And so um, it seems like a really easy adjustment. Right. Like, yeah, no, the second one's not, especially if it's in a compressed period of time like this is. Yeah, same season. Yeah. Or, or within a three-week time frame. But probably for me, it would be in the same season. Then now you go to these sets of rules here. The Avs the season has been up and down. There's no doubt. But they're currently playing well. I mean, they're on a three-game win streak. They're coming off a, a 6-5 overtime win over Edmonton on Sunday. Um, that was a huge comeback. Dude, they, they've now won four or five, and their only loss, they still picked up a point against Tampa when they lost four to three in a shootout. So they are sort of warming up. And McCarr, when McCarr has been out there, 45 points in 46 games this season. Another All-Star game. Uh, he's now four for four uh, in terms of making the All-Star game um, in, in terms of the, the amount of seasons he's played. So he's been terrific when he's been out there. But, man, I just wonder... And, 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 Drew, I want to throw this out to you, too, because our guy, Drew, behind the scenes is just a massive, massive um, abs fan, hockey fan. Can they win a cup without McCarr? No. No, I mean, it, it's simple enough. No, they can't win without McCarr. It kind of no. feels like the Jamal Murray thing. Yes. That, like, if you don't have Jamal Murray, you're not winning a championship. You're going to win without Kale McCarr? Ah. I mean, I think they're like 7-1-0 and without McCarr in the lineup this year, but we're talking just the regular season. You get to the playoffs, I mean, look what the way he played last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He was a demon. He was unbelievable last year. Yep. So, I mean, no, there's there's no shot of winning if you have Caleb McCarr healthy. So, here we go. I mean, this is something that we're going to have to really closely monitor because it feels like, it feels like Stoke. Like, we're one concussion away from being in a Tua situation. Like, if, if Kale McCarr, for some Reason and knock on wood. If he, if there's some sort of a, n- another concussion, I don't know if we'll see him for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I said two minutes ago. So thanks for repurposing that. Yeah, I, you want me to say I agree with you because I just said <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, yes, like, please. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Zach. You're spot on, man. You couldn't be more right. But it, you, you're you are right. Look, one more of these things. He's done for the year. So. Here's my question to you. Do you just ice him until the playoffs and then just say, you know, if he's healthy by then, hopefully he is, and then just say, okay, we're, we're, we're on the playoff run because this guy is he's still a, really young. Oh, yeah. And he is a core piece of your future. Like, he's lightly. not going anywhere in the next couple of years. Do you want to play with that fire during the regular season right now? So at the bare minimum for me, it's kind of that's where I'm at right now. Is like let's let's put him on on the shelf here until it's playoff time, and then if he's ready to go, that's when we'll we'll put him in the lineup. But other than that, I don't think you risk it. I don't think you gamble with a guy like Kel McCarr because, like you so eloquently put it, it mm. could be like the Tua situation <laughs> where that he got that third one and then he was you know out for the rest of the year so, and, and wasn't available in the playoffs. It's not a, it's it's a pretty reasonable take with how serious we're taking concussions now more than ever. He is just 24 years old, extremely bright future, and you never know how this thing ages. Like I remember growing up, who was it from the Philadelphia Flyers? Eric, Eric Lindros, Lindros just could not get past the concussion. Steve Young, very similar. Oh wow, just I forgot like, about Steve he could have played much longer. And then just couldn't get past the concussions, and they're so serious. You want to treat them with the utmost seriousness. So. It's a fair take, man. I haven't really I hadn't really thought about that. Shutting them down to the playoffs. Oh, the more you man. talk about it, for me, the more I'm set on that. That should be the the philosophy. 
It's it's not a bad take. Zach, if he has it's one not. more, there's no chance you roll him back out there again. Right. right. I mean, you, that that would be criminal. He's just like, could you imagine? Like, oh, he gets the third one, then like, oh yeah, let's play him in the playoffs, and he gets a fourth one within a couple months of each other or three months. I mean, that would be. So I, wow, you can't. I, I, that's that's where I'm at, man. You well, can't play him until the, the playoffs. reason. The reason I'm I'm hesitant is because the Avs have been banged up, and we've kind of been w- waiting for them to become whole. We're still waiting for Lannescog to play a game. So my thing is like, can you just? Well, can you do what the Warriors did? Right. Can you do what the Warriors did a year ago? They were not whole at all during the regular season. Their 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 core starting group. Of you know Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and Looney, I think it was they they played like a total of like twelve minutes or something, and then they sort of like worked out the kinks against the Nuggets, and they go on to win the championship. They had the been there done that nature to them. Can the Abs do the same thing? That's what you have to do. You you can't change your outlook on a guy like that because other guys are injured. And like we have to get him back in the lineup now because we need him now. That's fair, you know. So you, you, your, your philosophy, your thought process on him is a one-off. How is he doing? What's the best plan for him and for us at the same time? And I think the best plan for both, if he gets healthy and is mentally fine, is to put him on the shelf until the playoffs, and then you just say, "Let's go." If he's good enough to go, but if he gets another one in the regular season, Goodness. now now it's yeah. season over. Yeah. Now you can't roll him back out there. So I think at the bare minimum, the first time we see him return is, is the playoffs. And, you know, if you shelf him for the season, um, that could be a possibility also. We're going to continue to track this story. It is very, very important. It's a big story, um, and we will have our fingers on the pulse of it uh, over the next uh, month and change uh, leading us up until the playoffs. Okay, there are three players in April's NFL draft that could play the role of Taysom Hill for Sean Payton's offense, and we'll get to know them coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Zach, I'm really looking forward to this segment. Me too. There's three players in April's draft that could potentially play the role of Taysom Hill for Sean Payton's offense. Let's get to know these guys and to learn more is our own Denver Sports Station draft guru. It's Cecil Lammy. Cease, welcome back to the program. You had a piece up on denversports.com outlining who these guys are. Go ahead and walk us through them one at a time. Yeah, one at a time, and I'll walk you through some guys that have already been in the league that I'm surprised haven't had some Taysom Hill-like reps, and one of those is Blake Bell. After the Super Bowl, we'll remember the belldozer. 
from the Oklahoma days, like college fans will go back a little bit where, you know, he was a quarterback. He switched to tight end. He comes to the league, bounces around a little bit, but he's still the bell dozer. He's still got some Tim Tebow-like running ability. He is listed as a tight end, but he was a former quarterback from the Oklahoma Sooners. And it sounds like the Chiefs are just going to let him go now, finally. And he's been with them a couple of times. I think he has both of their Super Bowl rings in, in recent history. But Blake Bell's a player like, hey, you got to throw it out there. I mean, you're going to bring back guys like Eric Stauber to take a chance on Eric Tomlinson. Why don't you take a chance on a Blake Bell? Now, Blake Bell was also with the Vikings in 2017 where some guy named George Payton was there with him. I also look to a player that the Broncos had in their building uh, twice in the fall for brief times, but it was Dalton Keene who played locally at Chatfield High School. He's a high school quarterback that went to Virginia Tech, played a fullback, kind of tight end, third-round draft pick by the Patriots, 2020, and they let him go after a couple of years because of the injuries and, and inconsistencies with his game. He never got that opportunity, really, to play. I think he played maybe three or four games for the Patriots in two years. Eagles latched onto him. They kind of let him go, one of those procedural things. Broncos scoop him up. He's with them for a week. Then they cut him for a procedural thing. Then they bring him back towards the end of the year. I talked to him the day the Broncos Broncos cleaned out their lockers, and I was like, hey, you know, you think about a futures contract? He said he'd like to, but he thought the Philadelphia would bring him back for the playoff run. Philadelphia did. They signed him to a futures deal, so you'd have to see if the Eagles, you know, move on from Dalton Keene again. Uh, but that's an option who could, you know, play that quarterback, tight end, fullback role. And then Jack Coletto, who I saw at Oregon State, he was at the Shrine Bowl. He's a player that he plays both ways. He plays linebacker, tight end, fullback, quarterback. Like, he can do a lot of different things. He's a great runner. He's kind of like Kyle Juszczyk. I think that's a name that people should be excited about. And in Sean Payton's offense, he already proved what he could do with a talent like Taysom Hill. So I'm saying, hey, everyone's talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Or what if the Falcons dump Marcus Mariota? Yeah, 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 that's fine for the backup quarterback. But if you want a gadget quarterback, You've got some options available to you in the draft and also in free agency. Cecil, and the last guy that you said there, he is in the draft this year? Yep. Yes, Jack Coletto oh, okay. yeah, Oregon State. What? What? Where is he projected around? Does he have a projection on him? What round? Yeah, and people often talk about Luke Musgrave, which they should because Luke Musgrave, this tight end class, by the way, uh, I'm tweeting about this too a little bit later today. I'm writing another report on tight ends. This tight end class is amazing. I mean, there's a dozen players that are better than Greg Dulcich in this tight end draft class, whereas Luke Musgrave gets a lot of the attention there. We're talking Oregon State. Then we look at Jack Coletto behind him. Coletto's seen as like a day three pick. We're talking rounds five through, you know, uh, four through seven, excuse me. And you also look at it as a situation. That's all the Broncos have. And then I go to my George Payton piece, which I wrote at denversports.com. Payton needs to be great or he needs to be gone. Because hitting on Pats or Cam doesn't wow me. Like, that's a can't-miss prospect. That's a top-ten pick. Everybody knew that he was fantastic. You must hit. Rounds five, round six, round seven, and you can find talent. Oh, I don't know, Jalen Watson, Sam Howell, Isaiah Pacheco, Tariq Woolen. Like, I said these names a million times, but I'll keep ringing that bell. You've got talent available. Jack Coletto will be a seventh-round pick this year. Uh, Luke Musgrave, his teammate with the Beavers, will probably be a first-rounder, maybe second-rounder. But, like, this tight end class is packed, and I think you look at those tight end fullback-type Taysom Hill type of guys, let Sean Payton be creative with them. 
See, so how important is it for uh, Sean Payton and the Broncos to maybe find that type of quarterback, maybe to take some pressure off of Russ, right, where you can give him yeah. a little bit of a breather, give him a few extra first downs because you just got this dynamic player back there that you can put in the Wildcat. Like, in your mind, how, how important is that? I think it's incredibly important because it's all about taking the pressure off of Russ. You take the pressure off of Russ with a solid ground game and a defense. Sean Payton's even better than himself. Russell Wilson's best friends will be the Broncos defense and the Broncos rushing attack. Well, that rushing attack doesn't just have to be Latavius if they bring him back, Javante if he's healthy, Chase Edmonds if they restructure his deal, and Edmonds has a dash of Kamara to his game, although there's running backs in this draft I think they could take. But I look at it and I go, well, that could be a rushing quarterback. That could be a gadget play. Make him think about something else. Make him prepare for something else. When you are preparing for the Denver Broncos, okay, you kind of know what Russell Wilson is. You know what they want to do. What if you've got this wild card? What if you've got a Jack Coletto out there running the wildcat, as he did for the Beavers? Like, that's the type of thing that I think Sean Payton could add that extra wrinkle. Maybe only use it a handful of times, but as we saw with Taysom Hill, those handful of times can be very successful. And with Sean Payton, I think he's creative enough to have that sort of play. Cecil, before we cut you loose, what do you make of the latest ongoings of the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator search? We don't know who it's going to be. Now there's talk of a mystery candidate in addition yeah. to Vance Joseph and Rex Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, the mystery candidate is PR. Uh, we all know that. Uh, I mean, it's the team putting it out there like, just in case we don't get the guys you already know about, there's a mystery here involved. So it's PR. There's a lot of PR-fed information. Uh, there's a lot of agent-fed information. I would say that the sources within the building have dried up, and they should dry up because the Walt Penner Group does not like leaks. And if someone, let's say, for example, George Payton, were to be leaking information, that's going to be fixed, i.e. people are going to get fired if they start leaking information. So when I hear mystery candidate, I go, oh, that's the team PR just trying to cover their bases in case they don't get a Rex Ryan or a Vance Joseph, Chris Richard, whoever. Great stuff. Go read Cecil's piece on these uh, three potential Taysom Hill profiling players that are coming out uh, and or, or potentially uh, not just out of the draft, but potentially available uh, to them in free agency. It's definitely worth your while. Cecil, great stuff as, uh, as always, and I know we'll catch up with you down the line. Thanks, Cecil. All right, be good, fellas. All right, there he goes, Cecil Lammy. Okay, question. Outside of Russell Wilson, what is the single biggest need for the Broncos this offseason? That's next.